Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Shreddy's Take podcast. I'm your host, Alex, a.k.a. Shreddy. This is a podcast related to all things movies and filmmaking, although I probably would describe it more independent filmmaking or no-budget filmmaking. While the show does not have an official sponsor, you can support me and my channels and everything else I do by purchasing my first feature film, Cashing Out, as well as merchandise, courses, and more at either one of my websites, www.awsfilms.com or www.cashingoutfilm.com. Right now, we're doing a holiday sale until the end of the year, so now is the best time to buy the film or anything related to it. On today's episode, I'll be giving my thoughts on movie theaters and the movie-going experience in general, as well as a new Shreddy's Take local film shout-outs, as well as, of course, other things that I have been watching personally. So why don't we go ahead and start off with that, what I've been watching recently. So on the last episode, I kind of briefly touched about the Harry Potter series. I actually finished the last couple of movies the other day, and... To kind of just give my overall thoughts on the whole series, I wouldn't call this an official review. Um, I don't think I'm actually ready to review the entire series because I kind of want to watch it again. Like there's a lot of smaller details that I just know if I went back and just rewatched the entire series that I would pick up on. And I know it's just like one of those things that I can respect more with repeat viewings. So I, I guess just to kind of talk a little bit, bit about it, um, absolutely love, you know, a lot of the characters in this. I feel like there's a lot of underutilized characters with uh, some of the people who just kind of pop up in some of the later movies. Um, I would have really liked to seen more of Sirius Black. Um, he pops up first in the Prisoner of Azkaban, and I just don't feel like they used his character a lot throughout the series. I mean, there definitely are some important moments, but it's, you know, I, I know, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, then I guess you should have watched the book then, Shreddy, or watched the book. I guess you should have read the book then, Shreddy, but honestly, like I said, I, I'm not a huge reader. I just, I kind of just want to watch the movies, how they are. It's just something I'd, I'd love to see. I'm very curious if they're ever going to try to remake this series anytime soon. I don't think they will. Um, I hope they don't, but it, it'd be interesting to see where they take it. They probably won't with the Fantastic Beast series still currently going on. You know, that's their new Harry Potter. But, you know, like 20 or 30 years from now, it'd just be really interesting to see if they ever decide to, you know, do it again. I think for me personally, I'd really like to see it as a TV series rather than a movie series, just because you can kind of spread things out, um, you know, sort of like in a Game of Thrones fashion, just... Instead of doing it over eight movies, you can do it over a bunch of seasons. Like, just turn each book into, like, a season or something. Just do, like, a really solid five, or sorry, seven season show for each of the books. I don't know. Call me if you ever, call me Hollywood if you ever want to do that. I'm full of ideas. But just, like, I just really loved a lot of the level of details in this show. As far as just a lot of character moments or just story moments. I think one of my favorite aspects of it, especially with the last movie, was just how Voldemort had to be defeated with the Horcruxes. Um, that's something I didn't really remember from the first time that I watched the movies. And it was something I had a little bit of a hard time comprehending while watching these just because there's 
so much going on. And if I just, you know, blink for a second and it's just space off or something, I'm going to miss something important. And that just kind of happened there. But I just really, really enjoyed how that was done. And it definitely made for a lot more of an engaging experience than some of how, you know, these other big movies, how they decide to, you know, end their series or just their movies in general. So I thought that was really, really well done. Um, the, the story just in general is interesting. Like I, I mentioned last time how I'm not super into the fantasy genre, but like this one is just like so well done. And I think it really just comes down to the characters. Like I'm not a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings. Maybe eventually I will revisit it, but the first time around, it just wasn't something that I was super interested in. It might have to do with the length of the movies, just because I just don't have that long of a, an attention span to just watch the movies like that. But, you know, it's it's just something, I and I think it just comes down to, like, a nostalgia factor, too, with me just liking the series so much when I was a kid, and just how much I loved and related to it. I relate, you know, I was a nerdy kid in school, I always did well in school, so, you know, just, like having this these kinds of characters it's probably why i related so much to hermione and why i liked her so much is because i related to her i was always into the nerdy girls and you know it's just i just found it i, I just found that character and just this world very relatable to me so i think that has to do something else with it if i can find like just one piece of something that i really like about a movie or a show i'm willing to just kind of go full fledged with it and I just haven't found that in a lot of fantasy movies, um, aside from this one or Game of Thrones or, you know, um, I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head. But those are the two that stick out the most to me. Um, so, yeah. And then I'll talk about a little bit of things that I didn't like so much. Um, I think I briefly talked about this on the last episode. I can't remember, but I really didn't like the Goblet of Fire that much. Um I felt like there was a lot of, it came down to, there was a lot of filler in this series at some points. And I'm just like, I just don't feel like this adds a lot. Like, I just didn't feel like that whole story really added anything to the whole series. Like, I get it, I guess. But I just, I just don't see how it really tied in as much. I may have stronger feelings about it or different feelings about it in the future. So we'll have to see how I feel about it when I watch it again. Um, but you know, that was kind of, I was just very bored with that movie. Um, same thing. A lot of, there's a lot of characters I just wish would have been utilized a lot more. I don't know. Um, one of the biggest questions I had, I don't know if this was just like a complete overlook or not. So you guys will definitely have to leave me, let me know in the comments if you do know. Um, when, after Ron Weasley's house gets burnt down, um, I think it was like the fifth or sixth movie and then the movie immediately after i know there's some time in there but it was rebuilt like nothing happened did i miss something or did they use magic like i understand you can rebuild a house for sure but like it just doesn't look like it was torched at all like so you know if somebody can you know let me know what your thoughts are to that it'd be very very much appreciated but there, there's just some very, very little things like that that I just didn't really care for. Um, but, I mean, there's not really anything major. Like, if, when I look at the bigger picture, there's nothing that really sticks out to me that much. To where I'm like, okay, no. But, 
you know, there's just some little things here and there, just like some really like nitpicky things. And I think I was actually more forgiving about it the first time I watched it around because I'm just like, damn, this series is perfect. But now that I've gained like 10 years of, you know, storytelling and just movie making experience, like I have a little bit different perspective about it. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how I feel about it on my next viewing. If I had to rank them, um, I definitely, and this is just from the ones I think that are the best to the least best, I guess. Uh, I'm going to say the Deathly Hollows are at the top for sure. Um, I'm just going to combine those into one movie. Like I know they're two separate ones, but they're the same movie. I really wish there was a cut of just, just that one movie together instead of how they're split up. I know that would just make it like three or four hours long, but I feel like it's just kind of silly at this point why they released it in two different segments. Well, I mean, obviously because they wanted to make more money, but I mean, as far as like, you know, it's been like 10 years since the Harry Potter, those movies came out, you know, get, just cut it into one movie, guys. Come on, like help us out. Just make it into the seven instead of the eight. But um, I'd have to put that one. I really, really enjoyed Order of the Phoenix still. I just feel like that story was really interesting. I really like the first one just because that's the one for me personally that, you know, it's it's the start of the whole thing. So, it's of course, it's going to be one of the best ones. Um, then I would have to say after that, um, you know, the, the next couple are kind of all... I haven't really made up my mind on them. So, the uh, Half-Blood Prince, Chamber of Secrets, and Prisoner of Azkaban... I can't really top them one way or another with each other. They're all kind of equal to me because I, I think they're just fine. And I'm probably going to get a lot of, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate from my friends about my feelings about Prisoner of Azkaban. I'll rewatch it again some point at some point, but at least for me, those three movies just are just okay. And, um, you know, they, they do what they need to do, but I, I don't see them being worse or better from each other, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, the least best one for me is the Goblet of Fire, for sure. The last 20 minutes of Goblet of Fire are great, but, you know, the first two hours of that movie, I'm just like, I just, uh, I couldn't with that. But, yeah, I mean, I definitely love to hear your guys' thoughts on the movies. So definitely, if you're watching this on YouTube, definitely leave me a comments. Um... Or, yeah, I mean, if there's any other way you want to contact me, message me on social media, at Real Slim Shreddy. Um, yeah, definitely let me know what you think about those movies. So I haven't really been watching anything else. I'm still watching The Office. I haven't watched The Last Airbender since I mentioned it on my last podcast. Um, I, I, I forgot to mention this the, on the first podcast, but I also do movie reviews for another channel, film book reviews on YouTube. You should definitely go subscribe to them. Um, but I do reviews on the newer movies, um, which is pretty awesome. So I just got a list of movies yesterday and I, um, I'm going to be reviewing, I'm thinking of ending things and words on bathroom walls. Um, I'm really only doing words on bathroom walls cause my girlfriend really wanted to watch it, so, you know, it's just one of those things where I had to... I'm, I'm saving myself money by watching it now and reviewing it than I would be just to taking her to go see it. But I watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things last... or, yeah, last night. 
Um, I don't, I don't want to talk about it too much, uh, but I, I didn't particularly care for it. I don't particularly care for Charlie Kaufman movies in general. Um, I, the way I described it in my review is that it's a scotch. It's not like a beer or a wine. So it's a very, very particular taste as far as movie materials go. I haven't read the book either. It's based off a book, but it's a very, very strange film. I, it wasn't for me, you know, it's something that definitely demands repeat viewings, but I'm not going to be one of those repeat viewers. I'm never going to watch this movie again. Maybe I'll change my mind eventually about his work. I know he's very respected and has a cold following. A lot of people like his stuff. That's just not for me. I, don't, I probably sound like a normie saying that, but you know, it's my opinion and this is Shreddy's take. This is my show. Um, so, uh, words on bathroom walls. I haven't watched it yet, but be sure to look out for reviews on both of those. Uh, like I said, it's going to be on the YouTube, uh, channel for film book review. And you can also go to www.film-book.com, um, where you can find a written article and where the YouTube video will be linked as well. So that's all I got this week. As far as what I've been watching, um, like I said, I haven't been watching too much else, uh, at least on my own. So we'll go ahead. Ho ho we'll see how that changes in the future. Since I'm watching a lot of TV shows right now, it's just going to be a lot of, you know, just me talking about the same things. But, you know, we'll get a movie in there at some point as well. So moving on to Shreddy's Take Shoutouts. So every week on the show, I will shout out a film in my area of Indiana, but we can throw some Illinois films in there too, or if Michigan pops up or Ohio or something, you know, I'm not going to discriminate. I'm just not going to really promote Hollywood projects to say the least. I'll talk about them, you know, things that I've been watching, but for this, yeah, excuse me, specifically is going to be for these smaller projects from people like me. So it can be a feature a short, a web series or anything in between. You can submit your film at the link in either the show notes or the description, or if you can just remember it, it is bit.ly slash shreddies take shoutouts. And, you know, if uh, it's a Google form, so, you know, you just fill out the form, relevant information, um, and I will shout out your film on the podcast. So this week we got a submission from director Kyle Bastin, hope I'm saying that right. Um, it's a 15-minute Western short titled One Last Time, starring Aaron Trout, Sam Bazo, and Sarah Malfara. Again, hopefully saying all those right. But this film is about a debt collector in the Old West that is faced with a decision that questions his past and morals. I checked out this film a few months ago, and I can attest the, to the production, acting, and storytelling, that they're all very, very top-notch. Very impressed with this film. Um, it is now available on Amazon Prime, and you can find more info about this film and director Kyle Baston at www.bastonfilms.com. Kyle also wanted me to mention that there is a feature version of this film currently being written, and writing a review on Amazon would definitely help him greatly. So thanks a lot, Kyle, for submitting. I'll be linking all the info about this shorts in the show notes 
and description. So if you want to watch or learn more, learn more about the film, be sure to check that out. Again, if you'd like to submit a film to Shreddy's Take Shoutout, be sure to do so at bit.ly slash Shreddy's Take Shoutout. So let's now hopefully pay some bills. Like I said, we don't have a sponsor. We're just, I'm just going to be promoting my stuff and hopefully eventually somebody will buy it. So if you want to help me um, by supporting me, this show, or anything else I do, be sure to buy any of the things I sell. Um, I have a lot of stuff on sale. You can also subscribe on any of your favorite platforms for this show, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, or sorry, Amazon Music, as well as a video version of this podcast on YouTube. You can also buy my films, merchandise, and educational material at my website, www.awsfilms.com. Everything purchased goes towards making content like this or films for you to enjoy. Right now, everything, almost everything I sell is on sale till the end of the year. So now is the best time to buy. Again, that is www.awsfilms.com. Or you can also visit, visit the Cashing Out website, www.cashingoutfilm.com. So let's move on to our main topic for today, which is movie theaters, the movie going experience. So how I came up with this topic is some movie news that just came out recently. Um, this podcast is not going to come out for at least probably another week and a half at the time that I'm recording this. Um, but a couple days ago, it was announced that Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be released both in theaters and on HBO Max on Christmas Day. So I think that's kind of a bummer. And I wanted to kind of just share with you my love for the movie theater industry, just my love of movie theaters in general, and just kind of like my whole thoughts on that. You know, maybe I can get some people to sway their opinions about movie theaters and how just they view movies. Um, and yeah, so let's just get into the nitty gritty of it. So I worked at a movie theater for 13 years up to the um, outbreak in this country, uh, the pandemic. And, you know, that was a job that I, I loved a lot. I met a lot of great people throughout my 13 years that I worked there, but most importantly, um, I just loved being around. I love that I was able to work a job, make money and be around movies all the time. Yeah, the job was stressful and there were some aspects of it that I really did not enjoy. But for the most part, I mean, I really like to be there. I really like talking to customers about movies and making movie recommendations and recommending the different types of experiences that we offered, such as, you know, the premium formats and which ones I thought were the best. And, you know, I really, really miss doing that. Um, but at this point, at least movie theaters, they're open, but people aren't going to the movies and, you know, the, the movie, I don't want to say the movie going experience is dying, but people's habits are obviously shifting more towards staying at home just because, you know, it's it's safer to stay at home. But even before the pandemic started, people's uh, habits were just changing in general as far as the movie going experience. So I want to say this is kind of a plea, I guess you will, to 
keep going to the movies as, you know, things start to safely, you know, get better in the country and the world. Um, let's just talk about the movie going experience in general first. Um, I, I'm going to tell you a little story and it, it just kind of baffles me at the, even to thinking about it at this, you know, time, but about a year ago, right before I was going to release my film, Cashing Out, for those who don't know, um, I made a feature film, Cashing Out. It was a no-budget feature film, and I had the opportunity to open this movie in 10 cities at 10 different theaters um, around the Midwest and Florida. Um, I was trying to think of ways to get people to come to the theater, and I, I heard from another podcaster or just some interview that I saw on YouTube maybe but somebody recommended you try to find somebody who's like a club promoter or something. Somebody who just gets people in the door for these different events and is very good at talking people into, you know, coming to these things, um, whether it be a club or like a music show or something like that. So I posted on social media if anybody knew of any club promoters in, you know, the various areas that I was planning on doing this. And one guy asked me what I was trying to do, and I told him, and he told me that, you know, these club promoters or people who are promoting music shows, they're promoting an experience. You know, they're, a movie's not like that. It's not an experience. And the first thing that I thought of when this person said that is, and, and what's funny is this dude makes movies, is this dude should not be making movies if he does not think that movies are an experience. I think that was just completely mind-boggling. Um, but movies are an experience. I feel like there's so many movies out that that kind of, you know, takes away the novelty of it for sure. But movies in general are definitely an experience. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, this is both from... My thoughts of just going to the movie theaters uh, for the last 20 plus years, as well as working in a movie theater for 13 years. But at least for me, you know, here's, here's my list of reasons. So for one, it's a night out on the town. You know, it's something that you can go do as like a date or if you just want to get out of the house. You know, it's a place for you to safely go and do something that you'd like to do. Assuming that you really like movies, but, you know, if you're a teenager, this is the place where you go when you want, you want to take your first crush out on a date. Or, you know, even like when you're older and you're taking, you know, your significant other or, you know, um, somebody you're dating out, you know, that's something for you to do. Or maybe you have kids and you want them, you really like the movie going experience and you want to share that experience with your kids. You know, that's something special. You know, there's there's a lot of aspects of just going to the building itself to go see a movie that make it an experience. You have the big screen, you got the giant screens, you know, the big screens in general, but then you got like IMAX size screens. I mean, they got massive screens at all these different types of theaters um, around the country and the world. And I've been to a lot of them. You have the big sound. So you got, you know, just the general surround sound uh, in a standard auditorium. But then you have something like Dolby Atmos, which is 
freaking amazing. I absolutely love Adobe Atmos. You have IMAX. You know, you got all these, you know, just crazy things that you can add to that experience to live inside this world of the movies. There's watching it with a crowd, which is both a pro and con, but you watch a movie with a bunch of hungry fans. Like I would say watching like Star Wars or the Avengers with a crowd that really wants to be there, that respects the film and uh, is there to have a good time and respect other people around them. You can just feel the energy. There's like an energy present inside that crowd that's just hard to get. You can't get that at home. I mean, it's definitely like going to a concert. There's like a certain energy that you feel with everybody that's at this concert that you can't replicate anywhere else. And the same thing inside the theater. It makes it more enjoyable. It makes you feel like you're a part of something, which I think is extremely important. You don't have the distraction of things that are at your house. You don't have, you know, if you're, if you have kids or something like that, and you're trying to enjoy just a night out with your significant other, you don't have the kid, you're able to, you know, have your you time, um, without the kids around. You don't have work. You don't have all these little distractions like household tasks or, anything else. You can shut your phone off if you want to. Like you can just be in, you can just be present inside the theater, enjoying this movie at that particular time. Um, again, like I mentioned, you have your you time. So like for me personally, like, yeah, I'm a filmmaker and all that, but like movies have always been like my biggest hobby. It's something that I really like doing. It's something that, you know, if I just want to get away and just go do this, I can, you know, go do that and do it enjoyably. Um, I write about movies and, you know, I, I still have the ability to just absolutely just be present inside a theater and just love the story and not have to think about, okay, well, here, here's the act one, here's the act two break, you know, here's this moment, here's that moment. I still have the ability to just go in and just be completely engrossed in the experience. It doesn't always happen. It really just depends on the movie. Like if you got like a real generic movie, obviously that's going to be a little bit different than something a little bit more, you know, so, something more for me, for instance, a more independent film that's more focused on story and character than spectacle. You know, that that's important to me. You know, that's something I don't want to ever give up. And then you have that ability just to forget reality, I guess. You're able to live, like I said, you can feel like you live inside this movie. You know, if you're paying attention and you're really zoned into the story, you feel like you're in that story at that moment. Um, and then, you know, just other things, just movie theaters is one of the few places, um, you know, pre-show advertisements are they are what they are for sure. But I mean, like once your start time, like you could ignore all those pre pre-show advertisements if you want, but once your movie starts, once that seven o'clock time rolls around, the only thing you're going to get advertised with is more movies and movie trailers are great. You know, that definitely adds to the experience of just being able to see what's coming out. Ooh, I can look forward to this. Ooh, we can make plans to go see this movie. Oh man, that looks really cool. Or maybe you see a movie for a trailer for a movie that for something that you wouldn't normally watch. 
oh, I only watch superhero movies, but you know, this smaller movie looks really interesting too. That story looks really interesting. There's very few places in the world where you can get that experience. And I feel like movie theaters is one of them. Now I'll talk about the cons too, because there's pros and cons to everything. Um, I'm definitely not going to doubt that. So let's go and talk about that because I've been on both sides as both the consumer and as somebody behind the counter selling you these things as well. Pricing, yes, movies are definitely expensive, but I can also argue other hobbies, any hobby can get expensive. So, you know, if we're going to compare similar like venue type experiences, sporting events are absolutely more expensive than going to the movies and people will buy season tickets for hockey or football or basketball. Um, concession prices are insane there too. I don't see, uh, same thing with music venues. Tickets are usually expensive. Sometimes you can get to a te- sometimes you can get a cheap show, but for the most part, if you want to see something, you know, big, you're going to have to pay for it. And, you know, that's just, there's also the, you know, the traveling too for the football games. Like if you want to go see a professional sports team around where I live, you have to drive to Chicago. So now you got, you got to drive to Chicago. So you got to plan for that. Are you going to drive? Are you going to take the train? Are you going to Uber or, you know, something similar? Um, you got to pay for parking. If you drive there, you got the tickets, concessions. Like I said, I, I, I waited to talk about the concession prices at other venues just because, um, I wanted to mention music venues as well, but you know, the prices for these places are usually more than the movie theaters. So I like, I feel like people complain about movie ticket and concession prices more than any other types of events. And I don't really understand why it's not very fair. Um, it's very easy to pick on movies, but it's the same thing at any other big type of venue esque event that you were doing. So I just, I don't get it. I I understand it's very frustrating that these things are expensive, but with the way inflation works and all that, the price of things, they go up no matter what you do. So I just, it drives me nuts when people complain about these kinds of things. Yeah, people um, is another con. So I talked about watching movies with the big crowds, but every once in a while you get somebody who doesn't want to be there and is going to sit on their cell phone the whole time you got somebody in a children's movie who's just there to distract their kids for two hours and doesn't care about the movie. So they're just going to sit on their phone and it's very, very annoying where you get the people talking, teenagers, all that. I I get it. It's rough. But again, you're going to get that anywhere. You're going to get some dumb teenagers just going to the store. You might get that. You might get or you might at like a music venue, you might get sucked into a mosh pit that you didn't ask for because you're just near it. These things happen. That doesn't mean you shouldn't go do them, especially if you like doing it. But I'd say those are the two biggest cons. I couldn't really, when I was writing this episode, I really couldn't think of any other cons except except for the money and the people. Because honestly, there really isn't that many cons to going to the movies. It's still one of the cheapest like venue-esque type experiences that you can go to. So I just... I'm very, I'm flustered to say the least. I'm flustered just with the way people respect movies. And I think it's just because there's so many of them. You don't get concerts as much. There's not as many 
sporting events, I guess. I have to do a cut here because I something came up and I just I forgot. Uh, I, I've just like lost my train of thought. But like I said, I'm just very frustrated with how things uh, just the way people treat it. And I'm going to talk about I want to talk about streaming a little bit as far as my thoughts about it and how I don't particularly care for it. Um, I mean, I, I do and I don't. I feel like there's some movies like not every movie needs to be in a movie theater for sure. Um, but um, as far as just looking at the way people treat movies in general, just at the theater compared to how they treat them at home, they kind of treat them the same. Um, people look at movies and TV now as background noise more than anything because they want to look at Facebook or Twitter all day on their phones. And it's just like, you know, I, I can't remember when I was in school. Um, I think it was called info snacking is what we referred it to when we were talking about different types of media, but it's where you just kind of munch at like your phone or just like various things that are going on. So I just, I hate that. And I do it myself too. And I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that because like I, I'll be watching a movie and if I got my cell phone and something, if I get a notification or if I'm just bored, I'm going to start looking at social media or something like that. And I hate that. I won't do that at a theater for sure. I'm going to be zoned into the theater. Um, but there's just way too many distractions when you're at home because something, one thing or another can always pop up. If you're out of the house, that's not going to happen. And I feel like because of that and the way just people view movies and TV shows at home, it just kind of devalues the entire experience um, of everything that I just talked about. It's just like, it's, it's just not the same, you know, like you're just not going to get, even if you bought like a giant TV or projector at your house and had the seats and the, the speakers, like you're never, unless you buy an actual theater, which more power to you, if you decide to do that, that'd be, I would love to own my own theater, but you're never going to be able to replicate that. And it just, it's sad to me. It's very, very sad to me the way people treat movie theaters, just movies in general, and how they can just kind of like blow past it. Like, I can just watch this at home. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But like, I don't know, maybe I just like movies and movie theaters so much. It's always been a, you know, something I've always really enjoyed and just been super passionate about. And it's just very frustrating to me how the movie theater industry is just treated as a whole. So if I just wanted to give if I just have some final thoughts on the whole thing, um, you know, I plea for people to continue supporting movie theaters. If you had to ask me where I thought the industry was going, I don't think it's going to be the same once things kind of go back to quote unquote normal. If there ever is a normal, I think movie theaters will have to shift their plans. And this is something I've always thought just working in the business for so long. We need to adapt to the times and just kind of change how things are done for sure. Because um, the model that we've been working under for so long just is not working. And something needs to be done if movie theaters are going to survive. I don't think movie theaters are ever going to go away. But I think they're just going to be a lot more... It's going to be slim pickings, to say the least. Like, I feel like you're not going to have a lot of these, like, megaplexes or anything like that. It'll come down to there's just going to be a lot of smaller theaters, maybe 
30 minutes away from your house or something like that. Like I feel like a lot of theaters will probably close. So they will definitely not be, there won't be as many of them, especially with like somebody like Disney who has decided to turn their focus more towards streaming um, than they are with anything else. Um, you know, because we got movies like Soul that was supposed to come out in theaters. That's just going to Disney+. Plus. I'm sure Black Widow will end up on Disney+. Plus At some point, they did Mulan on Disney+. Plus. You know, I something's got to change. And it's, it's a change that I, I think desperately needed to happen. But I just, like I said, I plea for people to continue going to the movies. Supporting movie theaters in general, like... Hollywood's going to be fine, but I mean, just like movie theaters in general, you know, just because the movie theater has always just been a great place just for community, in my opinion, especially a theater like the one I worked at. I feel like there was definitely a big community aspect of it, both in-house and just with a lot of the customers. Um, so I would say that, you know, it's, it's just something that I, I wish people will continue doing, um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's all I have to say about it now, I guess. So that's it for this episode. Um, I'd like to thank you all for anybody who tuned in. Thank you, as always, for listening to my rants and my whininess, I guess, towards everything. If you like the show, be sure to dis- be sure to describe this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on any of your favorite platforms. We are currently on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and now currently on Google Podcasts. I'll have to link that here soon. Been waiting on that one. Um, But there is also a video podcast, video version of this podcast on YouTube. Be sure to leave me a rating, comments, thumbs up, whatever you can to help spread the show. It is definitely appreciated. Be sure to check out my first feature film, Cashing Out, which is available on Blu-ray, DVD, as well as video on demand, such as Amazon Prime, Hoosier Films, and some various other platforms. You can get a copy. You can also get your copy or any awesome merch at cashingoutfilm.com. Be sure to follow me on social media, uh, both on Instagram and Twitter, at Real Slim Shreddy, R-E-E-L-S-L-I-M-S-R-E-D-Y. Um, you can message me, you know, talk to me. Let's Let's talk movies, you know. Um, you can also follow AWS Films um, on Instagram as well as Facebook, um, where I will post about the show and various other things um, film-related. Thank you all again for watching or listening. This has been an AWS Films original production, www.awsfilms.com, and I will see you on the next one. Later.